The views and opinions expressed in the Q&A session podcast are only those of the performers and do not necessarily reflect their employers or any other agency of which they are a part. session podcast my name is adam kudashat my name is jd atkins and today we are joined by no one our own selves it's a hostful podcast oh hostful i like that it's from uh i guess it's the id10t podcast now but it was the nerdist podcast they said hostful yeah well so when because like for a while it was just the three of them matt Mm -hmm. myra uh jonah ray and uh chris hardwick Hmm. and then um, they would bring on guests and be the three of them. Well, right. eventually Jonah Ray and Matt Myra went on to do other things. And so it was basically just Chris Hardwick and the other two would just like pop in occasionally. Oh, cool. And then only when like all three of them were there, they would start calling it a hostful podcast. A hostful. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. That's, that's what this is. Yeah. I like, I like having our guests on. I think they provide uh, valuable commentary and uh, we make fun of them a lot, which is uh, also good for our show. But there's something to be said, I think, for those rare occasions where it's just you and I, just a just a hostful, just a just humble a hostful, hostful podcast, and that that thing that is that that is to be said is that it is good. Yes, <laughs> and yes. it's also <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. It is. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I'm pumped. I'm hyped. Oh. The show of shows. Yes, oh. the show of shows. The clash of uh, the immortals. The uh, grandest stage of them all. The what other stupid names do they call I, it? Uh, it they matter. have a hundred names. Yeah, because that's that's wrestling. Like, w- if we we do so many shows a year that if we just called it WrestleMania for yeah. every show, it would get boring. Mm-hmm. So we just come up with eighty other monikers. Mm. Yeah, um, they need to be a little more creative in the future about how they build to WrestleMania, or how they build tension for WrestleMania because they are leaning too heavily recently on pointing to that damn sign. Uh, we can get into this later because I mean wrestling is gonna be our theme. We we telegraphed that last week, but um, yeah, or, or I guess two weeks ago. I don't know when we're releasing this, and but um, half the audience turns turned off, it off the pod. We're done. We're done. Uh, oh yeah, it's the wrestling episode. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> but I did think it was really cool. Uh, when the fans pointed at the WrestleMania sign for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I've never seen that happen. That was before. nice. That was pretty cool. That was a cool moment. That was a cool moment. Um, but. Yeah, it's just, like, too many people just po- – I think uh, it started it as a thing because, like, when you win the Royal Rumble, you, you point, point at it, it yeah, as your celebration. Yeah, but now it's everybody. No, it's everybody no, that's, you like, have to. They should make a fight. rule. Yeah. Like, you you either – you point it, you point the WrestleMania <laughs> sign, and you have to fight the winner of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> that's the penalty. That's the penalty is you have a match with the winner of the you Royal to, Rumble with no – with no benefit to you. Yeah, like just it a squash. can't help you. Yeah, it Nakamura just, just goes over yeah. you. And it's a handicap match. <laughs> Nakamura, the uh, current uh, winner of the Battle Royal, who will be facing for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, so we say will I be. I suppose we shouldn't start this off with like specifics about wrestling. Uh, or like niche stuff about wrestling. Start with or, or people at any point for people's in time sake. do that. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, we have to keep this kind of broad. Yeah, I think we should probably, yeah. Moving on. All right. Glacial fire questions. Glacial fire questions. Mm, So many jingles. (laughs) So little time. (laughs) 
also. Should uh, we establish a like a, a set jingle for Glacial Fire Question? I mean, I've written that so much like music this week. Play it in. So much. Have music it on our phones and then just play it in. I I wrote a script and three pieces of music this week. Yeah, that's, I'm, that's my cool. brain is on fire. Yeah, like let's wait a couple weeks. Maybe for the next episode, we'll write a jingle yeah. for Glacial Fire Questions. That's a funny script. I like I like our our script. I, think I it's do too. Be I think it's gonna be fun. an interesting episode. Yeah. I started work on episode two. Nice. Um, you know, just kind of trying to pick up where we left off. It's it's a little difficult. Um. One, because I don't have the notes for what we were writing. <laughs> oh, I can send those to you. Um, to, <laughs> so I was like going off of memory. From this our, was now a production our podcast. One <laughs> we can write it off on our taxes. Yeah. <laughs> from our one brainstorming session, I was just trying to. But two, it's just, uh, I, you know, in the writing process, sometimes when you just hit a like a, mm-hmm. a speed bump or a snag and it's just like a moment that you, you don't know how to write yourself out of. And yep. so. I hit one of those, and it's just like... Mm-hmm. I hit, like, three of those when I was writing the pilot. Yeah. And then, like, I th- I'm pretty sure you found all of them because yeah. you rewrote them. <laughs> <laughs> so, it worked out well. <laughs> yeah, I like I like our system, though, of co-writing. Yeah. I don't know how other co-writers do it, but our system that we decided to establish for this, this new uh, project that we're working on... But By the way, should we explain what the project is? We're talking about the script that we're writing. Um... I think we can just sort of say that it's a it's a narrative form uh, comedy podcast mm-hmm. like radio play that's for uh, an upcoming podcast. We can talk more about it when it's like been officially announced. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, the uh, the 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 writing process that we have uh, agreed upon for the foreseeable future as a gentleman's agreement. A gentleman's <laughs> agreement. Yes. Is uh, that uh, one of us will write the draft. Um, Although I think if like in this instance where I'm like really hitting a snag and and like maybe I I might leave you know some space for you to 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 write a oh, bit for of sure, it but, yeah um but one of us writes the draft and then the second one makes edits and changes and then the person who wrote the original um will reconcile the two uh mm-hmm. versions of it and you know put jokes back in or or keep changes or whatever. And I think that that protects both of our egos a little bit. Yeah. And, um, but also allows us to be collaborative. Yeah. And I think that too, like today, I think one of our plans for what to do with today, besides watching Takeover New Orleans, Takeover New Orleans, um, is to sort of a uh, wrestle s- pay per view. Yes. Uh, is to sit down with each other once, once more and just like sort of just recap like these are the changes we made this is yeah. this is where we're going with this character or whatever it is yeah. um just to sort of we had a brainstorming session at the beginning then we split up to write and edit and then we come back and sort of say okay this is where we're at after this this script and this is we can still make a couple of tweaks and of course once we get actors in the room and things like that mm-hmm. they'll be changing words and and the way things are said just to fit their natural cadence and right so it's it's a I, I like the collaborative process um ben acker and ben blacker who write the wrote uh, write the thrilling adventure hour um is have that a their similar, real names yeah really yeah what are the odds of that i mean there's a whole podcast episode just about that if you wanted to oh but um i mean their podcast not my podcast not your podcast no I was like uh i don't have an i mean i have or it was an episode of q a session that i just yeah you just zoned out yeah for. just like we're asleep that's totally possible i was revisiting a couple of the old <laughs> episodes um and i was like did i really say some of this stuff that <laughs> Man, I don't remember this at all. And yeah, so I mean, it's, it, was it was like six to, months ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the most recent episode was six <laughs> months ago. 
we ragged on my fiance pretty hard in that episode. Yep. Let me say, we I, sure like did. in retrospect, I was listening to it and kind of cringing. I was like, we were kind of I mean, mean. In in retrospect, she did not get the format at no, all. She- I I laughed again when she told us to stop riffing. Like I laughed in the podcast, and then listen, re-listening to it, I laughed it was, again. It was, it was I mean, that funny of it a was, moment. It was almost like me. at the very beginning of the podcast process, both of us just agreed, like, permission to treat the witness as hostile, yeah. and then just yeah, went exactly, after her. Exactly, yes. <laughs> I think I th- I think she took it in. in yeah, stride. she took it. I mean, uh, Jillian always does was, that. Yeah. She that's. I mean, I think that's her sense of humor. Yeah. Almost is like to just sort of <laughs> to to fly in the face of whatever the established <laughs> right. uh, like norms are, and then yeah. and then just take the punishment <laughs> yeah. that comes with it. To to illustrate this concept, <laughs> to you, we always the shorthand for um, uh, Jillian's um, very unique brand of counter humor. Um, is feather belt and that that's a, a joke that <laughs> oh, came from feather belt. a very this is a very specific reference but i think it just so clearly illustrates it really does we were playing a game um and maybe you can help me uh it's called snake oil snake oil yeah uh and you you basically you get these two cards or mm-hmm. like you get a handful of cards and they yep. each list like single words on them and basically the idea is that uh, one person you you take turns one of the person's uh, in the group picks up a card and, and it says char- like, like I'm a, a cowboy trait. this yeah. round and so then you have to look at your hand and be like ooh what could I sell a cowboy how right. do I justify this yeah, you pick this? two cards from your hand so it's a little improv it's a little like mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to do it the way that we did it yeah. we just kind of by silent consent all started doing characters yeah I mean it was I mean, it was um, you, me, Will Berenson. The yeah. audience is familiar with some of us. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, none of us were, like... Will was on the show. So yeah. And, uh, none of us were super uncomfortable with, like, jumping into a character and, like, yeah, selling so we were, the crap out of something. Yeah, we were, uh, we were just having a good old time of it, and... Uh, <laughs> Jillian was struggling, and Jillian doesn't like to, to struggle with games. She's not a fan of, of struggling at so, games. Uh, it, it must have been one of the very first rounds it was so um, where she was like just barely grasping the concept of the game. She was just like done with it. She like she or, didn't. Yeah, yeah she, she wanted just nothing more it, to right, do yeah. with it. Like yeah. she understood it. She was just yeah. like, I am She's not like, this is about stupid. this at all. Yep. And so she just set down two of her cards, and they happened to be feather belt. And I, it was and, me. I was the yeah. I was the judge, and the my character was like Valley Girl. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that or like sorority girl or something like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> and she said <laughs> she said, Here. Like everybody we had just done a round of like and people were doing like crazy bits characters and, yeah, and bits accents. and it was funny yeah, and was laughing and then she was just like, Here, feather belt. Because girls like feathers and girls like belts. Feather belt. Feather belt. Like she she yeah. faced it almost like it was a spelling bee. Yeah. <laughs> like feather belt. Girls like feathers, girls like belts. <laughs> feather belt and the room I, just like I lost died. my mind we all just <laughs> we still was, talk about feather yeah. belt in our group of friends we still like if somebody says feather belt everyone still has a good chuckle about it because it was such a ridiculous it was just moment such a funny moment she, just her sheer will her force of will to not accept the the way that we were taking the game and it still was, i will not it was go in this still hilarious yeah. oh it was great it was yeah. so good it was good all right. Anyway, uh, so let's, that was let's get a tangent into some and a half. fire questions. That might have been a tangent in three quarters. Yeah, tangent and and nay, a tangent and seven eighths. Oh my! Yeah. yeah, almost a full two tangents. Wow. Yeah. So 
We we better get back on track. Yes, we we must. Yeah. Glacial fire questions. <laughs> Do you have any for me? As oh, you God. as you sip your water. No, I don't. I oh. literally prepared. I reminded you him reminded like twenty too, minutes before I we started just... the podcast. Ah! Like, hey, do you have any? It's okay. I'll start. Okay. Please, um, please do. I have a bad one. Like, I thought of one on the okay. drive over here, but it was bad. I'm ready for it. But uh, what is something that people can say to you or, like, do to you that makes you instantly upset? Ooh. Interesting. Okay. I will. I, I know of something immediately, and um, <laughs> this is it. So I have this thing. I've had it since I was young, and I don't know. Arms. Right arms i've He's had holding arms his arms up since I, I'm, I was being an expressive <laughs> storyteller you jerk <laughs> okay. fine i'll sit on my hands yeah and please tell do. this story okay. i i don't want to have to describe gestures all night oh god okay so since childhood i have had an aversion not personally but to other people's tissues mm. so I I am a firm believer in that they are di- they are called disposable tissues and they are meant to be disposed of mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. And it really bothers me when I see somebody take a Kleenex out of their pocket that that's like that they've been like hanging on to and like r- use it again and then stick it back in their pocket. Like, oh my god, just throw it away, throw it away, throw it away. And I. I just have this, like, I don't know, it's like a weird thing. You know, everybody's got weird things, and I just get, mm-hmm. like, it, like, makes my skin crawl, and I, I, like, can't stand it. And car trips were the worst because, you know, people oh, yeah. would, like, blow the their car. nose. And yep. I was, like, it was, like, being trapped in this, like, tiny container, and people had tissues. Yeah, you've got, and some, germ, you've got some germ issues <sighs> as, a, as a person. Yeah, I've got, I've got work, some Working in the public schools is good for you, I'm yeah. sure. Well... <laughs> At least it's not a, like a kindergarten class. Occasionally, I will set up some sort of like a quarantine area. If <laughs> I really like, I really want you to get to the point where you like, you just have like this Mister in in your door as <laughs> to their classroom that just has like hand sanitizer and just mists everyone as they walk through the door. Teaching a hazmat suit. Yeah, that's that's the dream. That's that's what we all shoot for, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally I I did think for the longest time because I've been doing private teaching mm-hmm. everyone like they'll keep their home kids homesick from school but because they pay the lessons they're sending those kids to voice lessons yeah and so then it's like uh i've like for a while in the winter i i was like they should just change my job title so i'll get your kids sick but only because they got me sick first right it is it is tricky because yeah when you are sick as a teacher you you try desperately not to spread it to um your students but it's it's you know it's i guess it's Anytime you're in public, it's tricky to. Yeah. Well, and there's not a great system in place to like. Especially since miss my school. kids are always pilfering all my tissues and all my hand sanitizer. And all your things. And by the time I get <laughs> sick, yeah. So then by the time I get sick, let's nuns left and it's like. Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing more. Cool. Um, I mean, not cool, but mm. I'm segueing. So that's my <laughs> thing. Like that bothers me. Yeah. When people hang on to I tissues. I knew that about you. Yeah. 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 Throw I, them away. I I did that for a while, only because. I would have to like go to other people's rooms and steal tissues mm. when I was teaching, and mm. so then it would be like I would be sneezing for like four hours because right. I was allergic to the classroom I was teaching in, yeah. and so. But then I was like, then when I found out you didn't like that, I stopped doing it. Um, what a good friend! I know that's what I do. <laughs> um, uh, and by stop doing it, I mean stop being sick. I just stopped. Yeah, you I just, just willed myself 
I refused. Every time I start getting sick, I stop being sick, and I'd be awesome instead. Yeah, that's what I did. True story. That was my, uh, that was my... Dash man. Barney Stinson. Yeah, that's uh, so sad. That's a direct that quote from that show. directly downhill in season nine. Oh, yeah. Moving on, because I, I don't like want to talk show. about it. Uh, all right. I like that show. My, like thing, that. my thing that really drives me nuts is when... Shows take a huge left turn <laughs> at the very last For minute. no apparent reason other than the... the <laughs> to the, screw with their audience. The writers just so decided that this was the ending at the oh beginning and then wrote themselves out of that and then had to write themselves back into it. Five years later, I'm still so mad about I'm it. too. Anyways, no, my thing is... um. So my sense of humor and my style of delivery is to be a little abrasive and a little <laughs> gross and... uh. Can confirm. Yeah, and just like just sort of be that guy a lot of the mm-hmm. time. And everyone kind of knows this about me, but it's when people like feign disappointment in me mm-hmm. or like or get really like offended by what I've said, even though they're not really offended, they're just be making a point of being offended. Mm. And so this is the always the fr- the thing words that come out of their mouths and it drives me up a tree. Oh, Adam. Like it's so condescending and so like pander, and it honestly like immediately I'm done with that conversation, Got and it. I just want to just freak out at them, and I don't like I walk away, but like it just immediately makes me not want to be friends with them. Sure, I get that. It just I mean it just it just seems like, and it, it's probably not this, but to me it always feels like it's them treating me like less than them, and that hmm. really bothers me. Do you mean like they're treating you with kid gloves or? No, it's like they they feel like they're better than me because oh. I made like a I made Got like a, a bad joke or I, I did something like uncouth in society. And so therefore I'm less than them, <laughs> even though I was clearly making a joke or whatever it was. Yeah, because we don't have fainting couches now. Yeah. Nowadays they have to just say, oh, Adam. And yeah. And then I faint out of rage. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no couch there to catch <laughs> but me. But there's no couch. Damn it. <laughs> fainting couches are making a comeback, people. <laughs> Yeah, we need them. We need them just to to make points in parties. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> if somebody says something that really offends you, you should be able to faint and not fear hitting your head. We should. Plus, then I don't have to talk to them anymore because they're unconscious. <laughs> we Yeah, it's a nonverbal way to end a conversation. Yeah, it's great. Anytime there's an awkward conversation, you can just fall over onto the couch and they yeah. can, they'll get the point. Yeah, fainting couches and powder rooms. We're bringing it back. Yep. All right. Uh, do you? So you had a bad one, right? A bad glacial fire question. <coughs> yeah, I. I have a couple more, but if, if I don't want to, I kind of don't want to do it though, because it, it sort of has to do with being sick, and I feel like we were just talking about that. And gotcha. I, I'm yeah, getting we just a little sick, that. and I kind of feel like I don't want to talk about it. So. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to keep talk that out about. of you. No, keep that out of your mind, man. Yeah. Think positive, Think healthy positively. thoughts. Positively. Oh. I have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, why is the pitch of my voice raising? I don't know. <laughs> Collectively. <laughs> Someone released helium into the room. Oh, God, we're dying. (laughs) Well, we sound so peppy. Yeah. That would be the the worst way to die. (laughs) Trapped in a room slowly (laughs) filling with helium, (laughs) screaming for help, but only to notice that your voice gets sillier and sillier. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the worst way to go. Oh, God. No, it's not. That would kill you. Yeah. That would eventually kill you. And it would be... It would sound funny. It would be silly, mm. <laughs> but not mm. not silly. Not silly. You had mm. a question. <laughs> I did. Um, here's the question. Um, ever, uh, ever hear people metaphorically refer to their happy place? Right? Yeah. So I feel like 
at some point or another, we've all gone into our heads and, and said to ourselves, well, people say this, but I don't know that I necessarily have ever figured this out. And so you sit down at some point and you picture, you know, what would my happy place be if I was in a, a sitcom therapy session and and, uh, mm-hmm. and they, they like cut away in wavy dream sequence to, to me sitting like a la th- that 70s show sitting yep. in some faraway place. What would that faraway place be? Or, or maybe it's not so far away for me. Yeah, what is your happy place, I guess, is the roundabout way of hmm. me asking. Yeah, I guess my happy place, like, okay, so when I do need to, like, calm myself down or, like, go to, a, like, a place. Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, like for instance, if I'm, like, performing in a show or something, what, oh, I will, yeah. what I'll always do is I will, like, sit backstage and I will, like, visualize the show going well. Nice. And then, like, run through all my lines or my songs or whatever and visualize it. And this is after I, like, stretch and, and, like, exercise a little bit. Like, I have, like, a whole routine thing to just yeah, get myself like in the, the mindset. And then... I'll visualize everything going well and go through everything just to feel good about it, have a positive experience right before I go out. I'm nodding. And then I will, uh, like, basically meditate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just, like, close my eyes and just focus on my bre- breathing and, like, be non-judgmental of the breath. Just, like, and then when other thoughts enter my mind, just, like, shoo them away. Mm-hmm. Adri- accept that they're there and just, like, basic uh, meditation techniques. Sure. And just, like, just sort of center myself and, and clear all the, the gunk out before I have to you know be someone else for a little bit yeah that's very Um, cool but i mean if i had to pick like a happy place like a place that i'm like that's where i'm gonna go i guess there's two places Mm. um one is very nearby it is uh four feet to my left your right it is my bed Uh Um, uh-huh you're breaking the fourth wall ah sorry yeah we're we're in an expensive expensive studio not q's bedroom (laughs) no there just happens to be a bed in our very expensive studio studio. i mean it is not cheap i do have to pay rent here (laughs) (laughs) but um but no i i like like a lot of times when i get stressed out or whatever and i need to go to happy place i just really kind of want to be alone oh yeah and just like um sort of isolated and like surrounded by the things that like I want to do so like video games or reading comic books or uh, like reading a book or writing something or, or working on something. Yeah. Um, but like in, in my own like protected space. Um, the other one is uh, my hometown. Uh, I really like Buffalo, New York. And so like if I had a happy place, I'd maybe be like watching a Sabres game or eating at Duff's or shout out to Buffalo. Shout out to Buffalo. Shout out to Buffalo. I, is if everything gonna get a jingle on this show? Yeah, I think I think so. It's just gonna be a jingle. It's just gonna be called Jingle All the Way, and then copyright infringement. Is that copyrighted? The movie Jingle All the Way, oh. <laughs> <laughs> featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger. That certainly is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I thought you meant like the the song. I mean, if no, surely that's public domain at this point. Jingle All the Way? Yeah. Or Jingle Bells? Jingle Bells. Oh, yeah. But Jingle All the Way. Like, if we named our podcast Jingle All the, <laughs> Jingle well, all the Way, <laughs> and it wasn't about Jingle All the Way, I feel like there would be an issue. <laughs> you are trading on my... I don't think he would come... He's not a lawyer. Yeah. He, well, he was a... Governor? That doesn't make him a lawyer. He's the governor. Sure. Like, he could he could take us to court, right? And he could... I mean, he could, but he would probably hire lawyers to do that. No, he'd be his own counsel. <laughs> I don't. Need I will crush you. I don't need. We, court it turns out we both have Schwarzenegger I, voices queued one, up. That's the one voice that I do not do very well. Like everybody's got a Schwarzenegger oh, impression, and I cannot you just do like it. Very throw well. it in the back of your soft palate and just shout. Nice to meet you. That's that's the best one I can do. I just like the 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 Schwarzenegger. Like the way to get into it is just to do his like sound. 
It's like not even words. It's just a sound. That's how you. That's how you figure it out. The first time you figure that out, you're like, "Oh, this is this is where it sits. This is where it lies." God, we're like, uh, this is like inside the actor's studio. Yeah, we're, really. We've been revealing a lot of secrets. Our writing are, uh, process. Yeah. Our how to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger dialect. We are that high of quality. Yeah, we're both very talented. Nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> I mean, we didn't write that dialogue, so we're clearly not that talented, but. Uh, I mean, we made it. We we're here. We've arrived. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, we were gonna do. Oh, you were you were asking about my happy place, oh, and now yeah. I will ask you about your happy place. Ah, okay. Um. Uh. I like what you said about um meditation. Uh. I I got into the concept of meditation in college. Uh. I was never very good at it, but um. I liked it. Uh. And that came from. Avatar The Last Airbender, there was an episode, a, a pivotal episode where Aang is trying to unlock the Avatar state, and they talk about the the seven chakras, which uh, are, like, a really interesting concept if you've ever looked into <laughs> it or, or looked them up. And, um, like, the chakral focal points um, were part of a book that I wrote in college because I was just so fascinated with them. Um, it's always cool when you find something, like, that exists in the world or, or something, and then you get so fascinated with it that you create your own sort of – yeah. Like, it, it inspires you to write something different with it. Yeah. That's really cool. It's always a cool thing that happens. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I used to try to do, you know, uh, that sort of thing where you start with uh, your root chakra and um, you just kind of focus on uh, the flow of energy and then you work your way up um, to, you know, the other chakras and focus on each of them individually. I only remember the, the the actual name of one of them, which is the the fourth chakra, which is your heart chakra. It's called Anahata, which I remember I, the name. I thought you were just going to leave it. I only remember the name of one of them, and it was the fourth. <laughs> the fourth chakra. I'm like, I could just do some intuiting and tell you that the others are named first, <laughs> second, third, fifth, sixth, and seventh. I almost spit out my water. <laughs> it was called the fourth chakra. I don't remember any of the others, but I know that the fourth one was called, <laughs> was the, called fourth the fourth chakra. chakra. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see. We've uh, insulted Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We've butchered god. spirituality. We yeah. We reattacked Jillian. <laughs> yep. We've declared that we're better than Inside the Active Studios. So yeah. Um, this has been really successful. We attacked the writers of uh, Batman. Which one was that that he was in? Joel Schumacher was the writer the on that one. I don't yeah, know who's who the was writer. the writer. Well. But Joel Schumacher was complicit yeah. in yeah. the creation. Yeah, he let of that. that through. He let he it gave happen. no notes. <laughs> he let it happen. <laughs> he, he didn't say uh, Schwartzy. No, 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 that line's <laughs> not gonna fly. We need something peppier. Uh, God. Oh man, which sucks because because um, Victor Freeze is, despite having like a terrible name, is a really cool character. And it's one of those characters that actually gained legitimacy from the 90s cartoon. Yeah. Like, people forget how influential that cartoon was. Oh but it God, created one cartoon. of the – it created the 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 best portrayal of the Joker ever in Mark mm-hmm. Hamill's. It created a character that has outlived the show times a million Harley in Harley Quinn. Quinn. Mm-hmm. It, people forget – that show created the character She did Harley not exist Quinn. in the comics. And – uh, it, and mean, it changed Mr. Freeze from a goofy villain to someone with, like, legitimate pathos and, like, a tragic 
kind of existence and somebody that you felt for and and that dc animated universe from the yeah. 90s was just incredible it was so it was good just incredible and yeah it gave birth to batman beyond which was another great yeah. show static and, uh static the, shock the superman tv show the superman, superman animated TV, justice and league. justice league and justice league unlimited which are two of my favorite thing i mean i remember in high school watching justice league like when that came out and then calling my friend ben this is in high school. I'm watching mm-hmm. like a Friday night cartoon on Cartoon Network and then calling my friend to rehash what happened. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen in high school. You don't do that with cartoons, but Justice League was so well written that, that I would do that. Um and it was so good. That's cool. Um and interesting, let's say I have two points kind of to to go in this this general. First of all, has there been a podcast we've done where we haven't brought up superheroes? Maybe. <laughs> two. Uh, They're a big part of my life. <laughs> The names, I love them so much. The names of comic book characters oh, are coming up later in the podcast. Oh. So strap in. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, you don't know where this is going yet. It's yeah. a wrestling podcast. What could we be doing? Oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah, this is uh, ostensibly a wrestling podcast. Okay, happy place. Uh, I imagine myself in, like, a vast ocean, uh, but the ocean is only, like, a foot and a half deep because Mm. when i was and it's like really kind of like sunny warm water um because when i was a kid i used to do this thing where like i was a little too frightened to go too deep out into the ocean when we would visit my parents but i would love to like do this like crawl around in the shadows or your grandparents right yeah my grandparents you said your parents oh (laughs) no my grandparents as if they lived (laughs) elsewhere (laughs) when we visited my parents on those rare occasions (laughs) No, uh, my grandparents lived in Georgia. They would take us to the beach. Um, I would do that thing where you'd, like, crawl around on your hands and, like, you'd let your legs float behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was fun. That was my favorite thing. So I, like, always picture, like, a vast ocean that's, like, very shallow and that you can just kind of, like, float around in or walk around in and, and you can, like, lay on the sand or something like that. Which is ironic because in real life I avoid the sun like the plague. You do. Yeah. I watched a, an episode of American Dad today in which uh, Steve wore a speedo, uh-huh. and uh, so the uh, the drawing of that character when he put on the speedo was he was all his normal color scheme except for where his shorts usually would have been. Uh-huh. It they just decided not to color it, so it was like pure, <laughs> brilliant, like eye blaring white. Ivory, yeah. And that reminds me a little bit of you yeah. when you're when you go swimming. Yes. I avoid the sun. I definitely, one time we went swimming together, and I actively was uncomfortable with how pasty you were. Mm. I was like, you need, you're unhealthy. Like, mm. you need to get some. Vitamin D. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's better it's now, my, I think. It's my Europe, northern European heritage. Yeah. I am uh, quite pale. That's another glimpse behind the curtain. Nobody knows what we look like if they don't look at the pictures. Yeah. They, they just know that they're just familiar of the cartoon version that I create of us. Yeah. Which are are based on us, but not mm-hmm. entirely accurate. Yeah. And I, I forgot the beard for for yours. Yeah, I have a big <laughs> bushy beard right now for the for a role that I'm working on over the summer, yeah. and uh, uh, just and forgot to. Put he that just in didn't put it in, so in the then I was avatar. like very cleanly shaven. Yeah, and I forgot what I looked like cleanly shaven, so I was very <laughs> shocked. I was like, "Who is that? Oh, it's, it's me." Yeah, I thought you replaced me with another brown yeah. guy, and I was like, "No, there aren't any." With a, with a younger, <laughs> he doesn't know any. <laughs> just recast the role. I mean, uh, who would blame you? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do one more glacial fire question because I All think right. this is a good one. Yeah. Since since we're on a podcast and people are we presumably are. listening to our podcast, they are. 
Uh, let's give them some other things to listen to since this is going to be a wrestling podcast and they're not going to want to listen to ours. Yeah. What are some podcasts that you listen to? Oh, that's a nice one. Um, I am obsessed with a podcast called The Adventure Zone. I mentioned it I in also last listen to The Adventure episode. Zone. Um, my brother Patrick Malian turned me on to The Adventure Zone. It is an episodic podcast by the people that make My Brother and My Brother and Me, uh, and it is a D&D podcast, and, and uh, you and I are both fans. And uh, I'm almost through it. I've almost caught up. Yeah, um, but it is just – I love D&D podcasts. I, I, I did – I watched uh, Heroes and Halfwits, which is not technically a podcast, but it's sort of a podcast yeah. format. Um, but that's another one where it's a group of people that are just playing – D and I love watching that because D and D is uh, pure unadulterated storytelling, and as I have established many times, I'm a fan of storytelling. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's and canon mm-hmm. that he likes storytelling. It is, yeah, that is established in my backstory. Yeah, if if you're looking at Q and A session wiki, yeah, um, that'll be in the. <laughs> it's one page. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a. Th- <laughs> JD likes storytelling. That's it. Yep, that's all that's it, it says. Ten bucks to the person Adam's who mean. makes that. There it is. That's, that's <laughs> the second one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. It's it's just it's really a lot of fun. Like they don't take themselves too seriously, but at the same time, it's very um, heavy and and emotionally laden and and uh, very rewarding if you stick with it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Jillian I, listens to it too. So. I really enjoyed it. Um, that's how I convinced Jillian to play D anD D in the first place. Is uh, she fell in love with that podcast? Nice. So. That's awesome. Um. Yeah, I'll go. I'll I'll throw one out. We can like take turns, I guess, <coughs> throwing out podcasts. Yeah. Um. I like that you cleared your throat directly into the microphone, <coughs> even though you had been turned away from it like seconds earlier. Sorry. Um. I forgot. <laughs> I'm leaving it in so that the people know what you did. <laughs> How's so that noise? Um. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to is a podcast called top score no nice. it's no longer called top score it's called level um they changed it because it's no longer minnesota public radio but um mm. emily reese is the host and it's about video game soundtracks mm. and i find it really really uh fascinating i love video game soundtracks and so like she'll play clips and she interviews the composers and they talk about like all the things that go into like because like for me as a composer like i am used to like writing music but they're also like used to like oh and then we have to programming it into the game and then we have to make it work with all the sound effects and we have to do all this stuff and all that stuff and it's like really fascinating to me to like it's because it's its own art form Mm -hmm. like we have to make this loop eighty thousand times without the player wanting to kill himself yeah like and then just like hearing all of the things that they do and oh it's so cool and so uh that's that's one of my favorites for sure do you have any other ones yeah, um, I could mention a few more. Uh, the the other one that I watch or listen to semi semi regularly is the Roos- Rooster Teeth podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty funny. Yeah. I like always fun. open from the the Rooster Teeth. Yeah, they've got That's a family a of podcasts yeah. on that show that they that they do. Um, but yeah, their <coughs> their granddaddy podcast is is um just the Rooster. It's called uh, RT Podcast, and uh, yeah, it's really quite fun. It's just mm-hmm. yeah, very. Uh, rever- rever- revelry and uh, good times. It's good. It's like it's like listening to a good conversation with intelligent people. Yeah, yeah. They talk about some interesting stuff. Um, so that'd be you know the other one I listen to semi regularly. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I like the Nerdist. Um, I'll listen to like specific episodes of like people that I'm interested in. 
Um, uh, I have to call out the Thrilling Adventure Hour. I cool. adore the Thrilling Adventure Hour, um, which is like radio. Yeah, we're doing shout outs at this point. Yeah, it's like radio plays. Um, but they're like well written and very funny, but also like like they hit you in the heartstrings nice. um, as well. So it's just really well done. Cool. Um, and then uh, I like Story Break, which is uh, the guys over at Rocket Jump Studios who oh, did neat. like video game high school. And what they'll do is they have an hour and mm-hmm. they get like a randomly generated like script prompt and huh. they have to like hash out the plot oh, in an hour. That's fun. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Some of them are really good. Some of them are really bad. Yeah. But it's I, interesting. I guess you to, could expect that. That's yeah. It's interesting from like a, a storytelling sure. uh, perspective, just like to see like what thought process people have and like how do they flesh out characters and how do they work through a story. Mm-hmm. So I was thought an improv podcast would be kind of fun, but there's a, a bunch lot of, of them out improv there. is uh, kind of visual or a visual medium as well. So yeah. that you're cutting out half the jokes that you can possibly do. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's quite a few improv podcasts out there hmm. i've never listened to one yeah, yeah, yeah I but either. there are a lot and yeah. <laughs> so i'm assuming some of them are amazing and some of them are terrible as you might expect depending on the level of performer right, right. in the in the podcast um shout out to star talk with neil degrasse tyson mm, shout out yes. to s town an npr podcast mm-hmm. um there are a couple really good npr podcasts that i quite like shout out to <laughs> wait, wait! Don't tell me. Which is <laughs> a really that. fun kind of game. Yeah, as as though they're gonna be like listening to this and be like, "Oh man! Oh my God! We were mentioned, mentioned by the Q and A session." Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I've made it. They have one one billionth of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Someday we'll get there Someday. with quality content like this. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. With one of the hosts breaking out in a song every 10 minutes. Yeah, and <laughs> and then Q having to pay royalties because yeah. you go longer than 14 <laughs> seconds. Right. All right. Anyways, let's get into the theme. Yay! Today's theme is... Wrestling! Professional wrestling. Because it's WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania! WrestleMania! Give me the green light! Oh, wait, no, that was... That was last year. Yeah. Do they have a theme song this year? Yeah, it's by Kid Rock, so we're not going to talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. All right. So let's start out with a real a real softball. Okay. This is underhand right Ooh. over the plate. Yeah. Can't Lob miss it. it in there. Can't miss it. Lob it in tee. there. I put it on a tee for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready. Who's your favorite wrestler? <laughs> oh. Or uh, you can give me uh, some favorite wrestlers. Sure. Yeah. Um, it fluctuates with... Uh, the seasons and with you know the tides yeah of course um, of course different wrestlers are pushed at different points and and you like different wrestlers for it, people that watch wrestling you you grow to like and appreciate wrestlers for a number of different reasons mm-hmm. you could respond one to their character um or you could respond two to just the amount of talent mm-hmm. that they have their in work ability or their or their ability on the mic and it's weird because as an as a kid i only really liked the uh, faces, baby faces, which I think is the point. Yeah, um, yeah, their f- baby faces are for kids. Short, shorthand, uh, baby face means the good guy wrestlers, roughly, yep. are, are the baby faces, mm-hmm. and and the bad guy wrestlers for future reference, because we're probably getting we're going to start to go into wrestling parlance. Um, yeah. Is heel heels? They're the bad guys. So faces and heels, and uh, so you know, as a little kid, you really respond to the faces, and and usually the underdog faces, and mm-hmm. as an adult, um, face and heel doesn't necessarily matter so much to me. I'm not like those smarks that will 
um, like the heel because purposefully yeah. cheer for the wrong person just to be edgy, you yeah. know. But I, I, I find myself responding more to what I perceive as the wrestler's talent more yep. so than their their face status. Mm-hmm. That being said, I will say that my favorite wrestler right now is probably the biggest baby face in the world at the current moment, ah, which is Johnny Gargano. Yay, Johnny, Johnny wrestling. wrestling. Oh, I just hit the just mic. Punch the microphone. Just punch the mic. <laughs> he's so hyped up about Johnny <laughs> wrestling. Um, one, he's got an epic theme song. Two, two, they just built him beautifully, yep, really well, really, really well. as as a babyface. He's he's really just like this clean pure cut, underdog pure underdog yep. fire, super talented, so so talented. Now this is not going to mean anything to a lot of people, but. Um, I will explain it. Uh, there's this this guy named Dave Meltzer who reviews wrestling, and he hands out uh, reviews of matches after the fact. And uh, nerds like me will like uh, take stock in this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, ooh, Dave Meltzer said that was a four and a half star match. I will it's out of a match. five star system, yep. right? And <clears throat> every once in a while, somebody will get more than five stars. Yeah, which is just so, like an insane match. WWE has not had a five star match. Um, in like a seven-year span. It's and that's how rarely time. he hands them out. Well, but he hangs them out to New Japan a lot more frequently. True, <laughs> true. Um, but uh, at NXT TakeOver, I think it was Philadelphia, it was mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano, and my Andrade man, Cien-Almas. versus Andrade Cien Almas, and that match tore it down. kicked ass. Yeah. And it got five stars. And um, it was just a testament to both their wrestling abilities. but mm-hmm. um, and, and it was... You know, it was it was it was just like the wrestling clinic because the real story between Johnny Gargano is between him and Tommaso Ciampa, and mm-hmm. Ciampa didn't factor in until after the match was done. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, but okay. So anyway, that was a tangent and a half or tangent and three quarters. Um, Johnny Gargano, probably my favorite wrestler right now. Cool. Um, biggest baby face in the company. Uh, he's in the developmental territory, but I'm hoping that they're going to bump him up. up. Yep. Um, my other favorite wrestlers. Uh, who's your let's let's do it this way. Who's your yeah. favorite uh, SmackDown men's wrestler? Who's a- AJ Styles. Okay, who's he's the, he's the top of the card right now. He's got the belt, and he's widely considered to be, if not the most, one of the most talented wrestlers currently wrestling. Cool. Uh, who's your favorite uh, SmackDown women's wrestler? Charlotte. Um, also top of the top. Yeah. Of the heap. Top of the card, she's going to be facing Asuka, who I also love. Um, but uh, and Asuka's got this really cool gimmick right now, which is the streak, m- meaning that she's been wrestling for like for really undefeated time. for a long, long time, yeah. um, like over a couple hundred matches, and yeah. she's never been pinned, never been submitted. So she's a, yeah. a monster. And Charlotte, who's probably one of the best, if not the best, women's wrestler out there right now. Mm-hmm. Asuka and Charlotte are probably the two yep. best They're women's wrestlers. Number one, are. number two. Yep, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then SmackDown tag team. Rusev Day. Rusev Day. Yes. Rusev Day. I love Rusev Day. Rusev is so cool, and he's so he's oh. It's awesome that we're him. recording this on Rusev Day. Yeah. Happy Rusev Day. Happy everybody. Rusev Day. No, he's he's so cool. Um, actually, that's tough because I I love three tag teams on SmackDown, like maybe equally, but for different reasons. New I Day, love Rusev Day because they're just so fun and they're so over. I love the New Day because they're also so just fun so, and so fun over. and so over. <laughs> over, more wrestling parlance, means people like them. People if like you're them. over with the crowd, that means that you've gotten over with the crowd. That means that people like you. Yes. People have come around to your side. Yes. Um, and the Usos, who are just like of 
any wrestlers that that have a persona that's like being a badass yeah they pull it off yep they pull it off really well and they're probably the best tag team there is they're just really talented yeah absolutely all right what about raw give me your top your tops on raw Raw, the, Raw and SmackDown are yeah, two different WWE shows, <laughs> for, for those, of you for those who don't know. know. NXT is their third show, yeah. um, which and, well, uh, is their NXT developmental, is their developmental show. Their third <laughs> show is 205 Live, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, okay. Uh, on Raw, uh, top favorite wrestler right now on Raw would probably be Asuka. Okay, great. I think Asuka, she's, yeah. she's just been booked impeccably sure um and just she's got a really interesting angle and character and she's a fantastic in-ring worker and Mm -hmm. her her story in the women's royal rumble this year was like really cool yeah i like it a lot um favorite male wrestler would be seth rollins yeah freaking rollins monday night rollins oh my god he is so cool he is just the man he he does crazy stuff and he's so talented in the ring very unbelievably talented they i think it's understated just how much talent wwe is working with right now yeah it's a lot it's a a lot lot of really talented just like physically unbelievably athletic people i think we as we the thing about liking wrestling is that you have to put up with a lot of cynicism really bad things too yeah there's There's a lot lot of of really dumb there's a lot of dumb and you know people can get down on it a lot but um every once in a while you step back and you just reflect and you're like wow yeah they have a lot of talented performers mm-hmm. um i uh, think part of the problem and the part of the thing that leads to cynicism is how talented the performers are versus how talented the writers are mm. or the creative team or the people in charge I know, are yeah. i think that writing I think a lot of the frustration in the wwe yeah they need to let the wrestlers have a stake in their own stories mm-hmm. and well and i think it also partially comes from um a lot of times they will hire wrestlers to write mm. because they feel like, oh, you understand wrestling. Right. Well, certainly, they but should, also they get writers, writers to write. who yeah. understand wrestling to yeah. write. Yeah, interesting. Um, but, I mean, that being said, um, there, uh, yeah, there, there's so much talent. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So how about you? Um, top. Top overall, and then give us the top for okay. the different brands. So my number one overall favorite wrestler right now. I'm so high on this guy. Rusev. Uh, no. Oh. It's Mustafa Ali. Oh. Um, Mustafa Ali uh, is a cruiserweight, so he's he competes on a show called 205 Live, yeah. which nobody watches, and uh, except me. I watch it every week. <laughs> a lot of people are picking up on it, though. Because it's been so good recently. Mm-hmm. If you're not watching 205 Live, watch 205 Live. They are the, the most uh, athletic. Like yeah. they are just clinical performers. They are high flyers. They are like good story. Like they're just like the lots of flips. The best wrestlers that weren't established before they were hired by mm-hmm. WWE, essentially. Um, but Mustafa Ali is um, Pakistani origin, um, and so like originally they were going to try to push him to be a heel because one of the bad things that WWE does is anybody who's foreign or looks different is automatically a bad guy. Yeah. Um, and so, but Mustafa Ali like kind of fought against that and became a babyface, and then. Uh, has in the last few months become like one of the top baby faces in WWE. People um, love him. I, people love him. He's been producing his own promos. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just he's like. He's been killing it. He's been amazing. And killing he's also game. stupidly talented in the ring. His finisher is called the 0550 or 0450, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and basically what he does is he does a, a 450 Reverse splash, 450 splash. He, so w- which is where you flip twice in the air and land on someone but he does it backwards 
He does. He can't it's see insane. where he lands, and it's so good. And then they used it so cleverly in the match with Buddy Murphy, where he did it to his arm, and then that paid off in the end. I lost it. It was so good. Uh, I like the storytelling aspect of wrestling. If you haven't got picked up on that, but um, and I, it's just nice to see representation. I'm not Pakistani, but I am uh, of Middle Eastern descent, um, half half Middle Eastern, and there you know there has been a lack of people who look like me yeah. in the world i have a poster that jd got me of simon baz hanging on the wall of my room i'm looking at it right now and the reason that simon baz is so important to me is like finally there was a superhero not a villain superhero mm. who looked like me mm-hmm. and in the world and so for kids who look like me that's huge that that character now exists and i i i think that's very important and so now mustafa ali coming from an era in the 80s and 60s 70s 80s 90s 2000s where every arab wrestler every every was always a heel they yeah. were always bad automatically guys. and now mustafa ali is saying you don't have to you can be the good guy yeah. i think that is super important and so like it doesn't have to be their entire gimmick yeah like that's that's i think that's what's so frustrating about characters like rusev in Mm -hmm. 2015 like his entire gimmick was i'm not from here therefore i hate you all yeah or just even that he's not from here yeah and that's what i think well i'll I'll touch on this in just a second but that's why i think the rusev day gimmick is so great yeah um but because he's a goofball yeah and now they're just they're letting him be a little goofball mustafa but mustafa ali like in his pecs i love i love him with all my heart right now he's pushing he's pushing himself and he's taking control, and he took I, the reins of his own career, and he did. And I respect and, that. And now he's just a babyface. He's mm-hmm. not the Pakistani guy who's a babyface. He's just a babyface, mm-hmm. and I I love that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I, Rusev is my favorite on SmackDown right now. Rusev Day. Um. So <laughs> for those who don't know, Rusev Day is a stupid gimmick. It uh, it's a really stupid gimmick. I remember it started the day with him and moment it yeah, started. He he kicked Randy Orton, who's a well-established wrestler, in the face, beat him in a match in like two seconds, and then like started celebrating really hard. And then the joke was that in Bulgaria, <laughs> which is where he's from, they declared it Rusev Day. But then every time he would come out, he would say that it's still Rusev, it's Rusev Day. Day. And so it became this running gimmick to the point where now everybody, yeah, every day is Rusev Day. And it's it's just a really funny the, the way they've used it is a really yeah. funny gimmick. And I have a shirt that says Happy Rusev Day. I have one for you too. Um, the other half of I mean, it's like it's the weird shadowed third half of Rusev Day that helped this gimmick get over yeah. hard is the legend in the making, the best commentator Corey Graves. right now, Corey Graves. Yeah. yeah, he was so he's so into his commentary for for some of these people that it just is. He, it's unaba- it's it's hard to describe but he like approaches it very unabashedly and it's mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Yeah. He's like it's Rusev day. Happy Rusev day everybody. Just totally straight face, totally I, serious. I think also another thing that it's, really it's infectious. I think another thing that really made it was how funny all the other wrestlers thought yeah. it was because <laughs> they would throw it into their stuff. Yeah. I remember Bobby Roode giving an interview. He's like, "Yeah, it's unfortunate that I have to face Rusev yeah. at Fastlane on, on Rusev day." day. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just like everybody all at once was they like, "This it. is funny. Let's roll Let's with roll it." With and it. like as one, all John, of WWE John Cena top guy in the company like face of wwe in his most recent promo gave a shout out to rusev i mean it's so funny i'm proud it's rusev day yeah it's so good it's so good see this is what we're talking about the wrestling it's both dumb and great but it's great in how dumb it is sometimes uh my favorite one of my favorite things there's this weird pendulum sometimes something will be dumb and you'll think it's dumb for a while 
and then they, they'll just they stick really with it. Commit they really it, commit to it. They really commit to it, and it'll become so dumb it that it great. becomes amazing. And that is Rusev. That day. is my favorite <laughs> moment in wrestling when something is so dumb that it becomes amazing. One of my favorite things that happened with Rusev Day was um, <laughs> Rusev has always been a heel. Always, always, always been a heel. I he has never been cheered. Hope they pin. The title Me on too. him at WrestleMania, Me and they, they just roll with it and but, let him be a face. But he has never, he has never been cheered by the audience. And at one point, he came out for a pay per view, and the audience was chanting "Rusev Day, mm-hmm. Rusev Day," and he's trying to do his heel thing, and he can't. He's just grinning because, like, yeah. this is the moment that he is over, and the audience loves him, and this has never happened to him before. And it was just this precious moment where I was like, "Aww, yeah. you're such a cute five hundred pound monster." He deserves, he deserves he's that so admiration. He's so good. He's very good. And but, I hope the company starts rolling with him. Yeah. Can you imagine at, like, SummerSlam? Oh, my God. Yeah. Nakamura Amazing. with the title versus Rusev? Yeah. Like, what a fun Amazing. match that would be. Amazing. Oh, it would be so fun. So my favorite women's wrestler, yeah, not that I necessarily need favorites. to qualify. She was my favorite wrestler, period, for a long time, right. uh, was Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte was my favorite wrestler for a long, long time. Alexa Bliss is amazing. Uh, she's so good at being bad. Like she's mm-hmm. so good at being she's evil. She's really bad. Right now or she she's is, really good. Like bad. the 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 internet is breaking because she's been body shaming another wrestler mm-hmm. in character. Which is another. I th- I feel like this year is the year of WWE's mea culpas. Yeah, they've been doing some like they've been I think in small ways trying to make up for, you know, the history of their company, which. Women's wrestlers in WWE is a fairly new thing. Not, and I'm I I need to qualify that because they've had women's wrestlers for a long, long time. But they went through an era in the early 2000s called the Divas era, oh when gosh. women were highly objectified and the the matches were throwaway. They were low stakes, and it, I remember growing up in that era, and the women's matches were when we went to like get pizza or we went to, and that wasn't because we weren't supportive of the women's wrestlers. It's because they were so objectified that like watching with my dad, it made me uncomfortable these days. That's not the case. Like Charlotte is just an amazing wrestler and that's how she's booked. And that's how she's portrayed is just amazing. And, but that's like been the last three years of them building up to this. And I think this is one of the ways in which they're like trying to apologize for the divas eras. Like they did a lot of fat shaming in the divas era. People forget that Natalia, yeah. her and she is not by any stretch of the imagination uh, overweight. Yeah. Nor is uh, Nia Jax. No. No. She's just got a, a sort of a a big know, build. Yeah, yeah, big build. She was a um, she was a I think like a plus size fitness model yeah. before. And, and yeah. then plus size just implies. Yeah, they're big, all very healthy. Big human, but like they're all very healthy. Yeah. But um, but Natalia's entire gimmick was she was not like a Barbie doll thin. Yeah. Thing and it was they they. Her gimmick was like super degrading. Yeah. Well, like, most of made, them were at that yeah, time. Yeah. And like they made her fart on her opponents um, when she was like doing the sharpshooter, which is a submission move. It's so weird, but it was it was all yeah because she didn't fit that, that mold. mold. Yeah. Well, and I think what I think what's lost in this this backlash, like oh she's she's body shaming Nia Jax, like uh, yeah, but she's past, a bad guy. Yeah. That's literally the point of her character. But in the pa- yeah, and the, the point is, in the past, it would have been the opposite. It would yeah. have been like, I mean, Natalia was a heel. And yeah. She's a heel because she's not the diva that yeah. we're looking but for. But like now, like, the the point Naya's is. Naya's the hero in this 
yeah. situation that never would have happened alexa bliss is just selling how mean that people can be mm-hmm. and the fact that she's the villain and that we hate her so much right it shows us what we should be rebelling against mm-hmm. and that's a i think a positive thing and i think i think if nia Jax wins and i'm hoping that she does it can be like a really powerful moment i think so i hope so i think i think she is an inspirational um figure because she even in her like personal social media is very um outspoken about her struggles with her body image Mm -hmm. um in her adult life and and you know how she still still struggles to embrace herself for who she is but um i think the storyline uh if I mean, like, if it if we get the payoff that we deserve and that she deserves, then that's like a huge step for yeah. WWE. Absolutely. As is the Mustafa Ali thing, you know, yeah. booking him as just a straight up babyface. Yeah. Um, and like having video packages that are talking about how he's like he's saying, you know, people have automatically assumed stuff about me mm-hmm. because of my heritage. Um, which he did. He has said that stuff in yeah. video packages, so that means that the WWE's behind. This yeah. change, yeah, which is good. All right, so let's jump into some quizzes. Yeah, because uh, we we're running long on the tooth here. Oh boy, okay. uh, we yeah, you're gonna have to do some some cutting, or just like leave it because nobody's gonna listen to this one. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so here's the quiz. This isn't this is a this or that quiz. This is a wrestling name or bad superhero secret identity. <laughs> That's really good. All right, so um, I like it. Yeah, so I will give you a name, and you tell me, is it a wrestler or is it a superhero? Sounds good. All right. I do know a couple of superhero names. All right. Names, I'll throw you so. a softball to start. Mm. Jack Ryder. Jack Ryder. Now, you're trying to throw me off because there was there is Zack Ryder, who is a wrestler. Mm. So Jack Ryder, I'm going to guess, is a superhero. All right. Can you tell me what superhero? Jack Ryder. They wouldn't make him Ghost Rider, would they? No. That would be stupid. Um, I don't know. Uh, Starfire. No, he was the Creeper. The Creeper. The Creeper. The Creeper. Um, all right, next. Like in Scooby-Doo? <laughs> no. Like in Minecraft? No. We like got one more? Rule of three. Ah, darn it. Oh, I don't. <laughs> like in real life? <laughs> like in real life? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> like the crime? <laughs> all right. Joey Styles. Joey Styles. Yeah, you're throwing me like these curve balls because AJ Styles is a wrestler, so I'm going to say Joey Styles is a superhero. Mm. Ah! Joey Styles is a wrestler. Oh, man. Or was a wrestler. I just looked up WWE alumni with oh, weird okay, names. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so he was in WWE. I don't know when, but yeah, he All was right. wrestling. Joey Styles. All right, uh, Johnny Powers. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be a wrestler, right? They would not name a superhero I mean, character. Victor Johnny, Freeze. Johnny Powers. Victor Freeze. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> oh my god. They got so lazy with naming. Oh, they sure did. They got so lazy. They sure did. They're lucky that some of their flagship characters don't have punny names. Yeah. Like Peter Parker is, is a regular, regular name. Yep. Thank goodness. But yeah, like, how do you how do you have a movie? Um, like because Otto Octavius, <laughs> yep, the octopus, like Doctor Octopus, he could be a very serious and uh, meaningful villain, but his name is so so silly. Yep, so so silly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. 
Um, they they Marvel has taken steps to like mitigate that, like yeah. with Kilgrave and yeah. Killmonger. We talked about like, this last uh, time. Yeah, I'll just not have those names. Um, that's what inspired this quiz. What was the name? Powers? Johnny Powers. Johnny Powers. Okay, I'm gonna say wrestler. He was Johnny Yay! Powers was a wrestler. Thank God. All Johnny right. Powers. All I right. am Power Man. All right, these next two are are uh, themed. Okay. Adam Bomb. <laughs> Adam Bomb. That's got to be a wrestler, right? Hooray! Adam Bomb was a wrestler. All right, next. Adam Man. Adam Man. Adam Man. Yeah. Um, is that a superhero? Yeah. Hey, Adam Man was well. the Atomic Man. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yes. Oh, my God. The, one of the laziest. Yeah. Okay, uh, next. Richard <laughs> Occult. Richard Occult. Mm-hmm. Good old Dick Occult. Dick Occult. Richard Occult. Richard Occult is a wrestler. Eh. Oh, no. He is Dr. Occult. No. <laughs> it's actually just at work. He's just, he's do- oh, Dr. Occult? That's yes. Like, that's like a ripoff of Dr. Strange. Yeah. Like, yep. That's like a straight up. Yeah. So speaking of Dr. lazy, you, you were like, Johnny Powers can't be it. Yeah. Uh, turns out Richard Occult is right. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Um, Hercules Hernandez. Hercules Hernandez. Sounds like a wrestler. I'm going to go wrestler. Hooray. Hercules Hernandez is a wrestler. All right. Uh, Paul Cannon. Paul Cannon. Um, could be both. Uh, it's a toss-up. Flip a coin. He's miming flipping a coin. I mean, he has a real coin. Yeah. Wrestler. <laughs> uh, Paul Cannon is the Avenger. Ah! Just one of the Avengers? or just Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's just the one that didn't get a name. <laughs> the Avenger. <laughs> the Avenger. And Any also Avenger. the rest of the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> they all go by Paul Cannon in their regular life. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Uh, okay. Um, next, Tex Thompson. Tex Tex Thompson sounds like a like that sounds like a nineties wrestler. Like they would parade or an eighties wrestler, they'd parade him out and it's Tex Thompson. He's got a cowboy hat. That's his gimmick. <laughs> Those are called Stetsons. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh wrestler. He was the American Mando. Oh, what's that? I don't know. Oh, He's the superhero. Air Commando. America Commando. Oh, America Commando. America Commando. Dumb sounding. Well, so is Tex Thompson. That so. is true. <laughs> I'm America Mando. All right, Bam Neely. Bam Neely, like Ted Neely. Yes. Shout out. <laughs> bringing it back. <laughs> We've had a couple full circle moments in a season two already. There's actually a through storyline this season. <laughs> Just with Ted, Ted <laughs> But it's Neely. all Ted Neely based. This is all building up to us having, <laughs> having Ted, Ted Neely, Neely on the show. He's just gonna sing. We're gonna we're gonna send. We're just gonna tweet episodes of this <laughs> podcast to him until he agrees to fly out and be on the show. It's gonna be a long six years. Oh my god. Okay. Uh yeah. Uh, I forget the name. Bam, Bam Neely. Bam Neely sounds like a wrestling name. Bam Neely. You got it. Well, bam. All right. Speaking of, one of the coolest wrestling names ever is Ricochet, and he's debuting. <gasps> he's my favorite in NXT. He's debuting in NXT. I haven't seen him yet, but I, he's my favorite. Oh, my God. Oh he my does. God. He's so talented. So everybody, I'm sure, knows what I'm talking about when I say superhero landing. They oh made fun God. of it in Deadpool, right? But he did it he in his does, entrance. He does it, it in so his entrance. Cool. He, he does a backflip, and instead of just landing normal, he lands in the superhero I, entrance. I rewatched it and made my roommate Ooh, watch it with good. me because I was so excited mm, about it. It was good. Okay. Um, Ricochet. Lance Storm. Lance Storm. 
Yeah, it's got to be in the Storm family, right? So superhero. Uh, wrestler. Oh shoot! All right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. All right. Next. Lance Storm. Lance Gallant. Lance Gallant. You know, it can all. It can't also be understated enough that a lot of wrestlers' names could also be fairly decent porn star names. <laughs> yeah. Lance Storm. Yeah. You're okay. not wrong. Tangent and a half. No, that was more like a quarter tangent. Yeah, okay. just a little baby. A little baby tangent. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Wrestler? Lance no. Gallant uh, is Lance Gallant is a superhero. Captain yes! Triumph, which is an appropriate Captain for Triumph. this. Captain Triumph. Yeah. All right. couple more. couple more. These are a lot of superheroes that I've never heard of. Yeah. Vic Sage. Wrestler. Vic Sage. Vic Sage. I'm I like that go, you answer it and go, then think about it. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just say what's in my my heart. <laughs> um, he's he's a superhero that happens to be a wrestler. <laughs> That's his alter ego. Is he's a professional? He's a professional wrestler named yeah. Vic Sage. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying superhero? As opposed to there have been a couple professional wrestlers whose gimmick have been superhero. Yeah. The Hurricane. The hurricane. And Stardust and yeah. Neville yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. Fair enough. Um and uh um. Oh, what's his name? How c- I'm not remembering his name. Goldust? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, 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 um, Oliver Queen. Uh, oh, Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. Yeah. Who's the superhero? In real uh, life. I'll go uh, superhero. You're saying superhero? Superhero. Okay. Hey! Which superhero? He's actually pretty well known. What is this? Which superhero? Vic Sage. Vic Sage is vigilante. The question. Oh. One of my favorites. The question. All right. That's appropriate <laughs> for you, <laughs> Q. I did the it. Cu- the cue. The my favorite. Okay, so this is a quick tangent. A quick tangent. One of my favorite moments of the uh, Justice League Unlimited cartoon series mm-hmm. was an episode with a question where um, <coughs> there's this thing happening. And the question doesn't really have any superpowers. He just like doesn't have a face and is kind of <laughs> a detective. And he's like pretty good at fighting. And so uh, all the superheroes like there's this bad thing happening at this at, at this place. So all the superheroes fly there and are fighting. And he is just like. He walks off in a different direction. He goes to this building. And then I think um, I remember this moment. And there's like a door that's locked and he's like looking at it. He's looking at it. He walks off screen. You think he's gonna do something cool. And he just walks back on screen, grabs the potted plant, and throws <laughs> it through the window and the alarm goes off. And it's so funny. And he just has so many great moments in that series, like, Are you going through my trash now? question. Oh please. I go through everybody's trash. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Anyways, uh one more. Good. One the character more. Rorschach was based off the question. I know. Mm-hmm. I have every issue of a series before the new 52 that had the question in it nice. every single one i own it it's on the shelves over there it um, is can confirm as i look off into the distance mm-hmm. all right last one mike awesome that sounds like a lazy wrestler name wrestler it is a lazy wrestler <laughs> name mike awesome <laughs> that sounds like what the miz would have called himself before he became the miz i mean it is like both parts of his name yeah he's like Awesome. Mike is his real name, and his yeah. whole entrance is awesome. All right, so we've talked about some bad wrestler names. Yeah. It's time to make our own bad wrestler <gasps> names. So the oh. game that we're going to play next is called What Is Your Wrestling Name? And I have some name generators pulled I up on the, face, on the on the internet. That's awesome. So we're going to play those games right now. So um, here's what we're going to do. Uh, the first thing we're going to do. Hooray, 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 hooray. Hooray okay. for wrestling names. Do you have any like that you've come up with? Um, just more like um epithets. Uh, I feel like it'd be a cool gimmick to be known as the Sleepwalker, and um, 
uh, like the gimmick would be that I don't know what the name would be. It would be like a normalish name, but they'd call him the Sleepwalker. And his gimmick would be he'd have to be led down to the ring in a straitjacket. And um, like they, they kind of did this with the Festus thing, but that was like dumb. This would be cool. Like they'd like it'd be like the Winter Soldier, you know, like a, just almost like a willing assassin. Right. But he's got handlers. So his handlers have to like take him out of the straitjacket at the start of the match and like take out his mouth guard. And he like you'd have to book him to be almost like impossibly impossible to beat. And at the end of the match, they'd have to like sedate him and put him back into his straitjacket. Like that would be the that'd be the gimmick. That's It'd awesome. be called the sleepwalker. And his um, you could actually like have him have like uh, a straitjacket. Like his his finisher could be called the straitjacket or something, and it's like a a submission hold. And they have to like rip him off the other wrestler and like get him back into his real straitjacket. That's awesome. Um, and I told you about my. I know yours gimmick. is so funny. Mine is super dumb. Mine's like kind of like weird, like, like edgy, yeah. edgy weird. Mine's like comedy dumbness. Yeah, yours is like I feel like would actually be successful. Yeah. Mine would be like, it, mine's like some twelve year old came up with it in his basement. Yeah, and yours is more like an adult. Think, but here's the thing: WWE would much rather do mine than yours, True. which is sad True. because yours would make them so much money. Yeah. Okay. So my character that I would want to play, uh, his name is Satan Ruse, which is French for "It's a Ruse." <laughs> and uh, what I'd want him to do is I'd want him to just like something's happening where he's like not expected, yeah. ex- and and so like at a random point during a match or something that he's involved with or storyline, uh, like his music would just hit and a spotlight would find him mm-hmm. and he would just get up and start dancing like it was a big surprise except the gimmick is that everyone could see him the whole time and he was super obvious like he wasn't hiding well he's and just the only this one incompetent who buys it is Corey Graves yeah and the only one who gets it is Corey Graves he's just like where did he come from oh my and it's like he's Lord. been sitting next to you for 45 minutes Corey <laughs> he just has a fake mustache on it's clearly him um and so I want I would want that to go on for like a very long time, and just like like really like bad techno music as like his his entrance music, and he just starts dancing really badly. And then but then here's the best part of the gimmick, he just like keeps doing this, he keeps popping up, and at some point he does it like during the Royal Rumble or something, mm-hmm. or during like a uh, um, Money in the Bank mm-hmm. or something like that, and then he ends up winning something and the ho- and he actually ends up being like a great wrestler and the whole thing was a trap yeah. it was a ruse and then like he gets the belt and then just quits yeah. and you never see him again it's just like <laughs> I, I think that would be that would be kind of a funny. fun gimmick that would be kind of fun okay so i i have a name generator i've gotten some some names for you nice um, and then i have a quiz that that you can take that we cool. might cut out okay um so i put in your name as joshua david atkins cool um and then I put it in as Joshua Atkins and then J.D. Atkins. Nice. And um, I got some, some names for you. Cool. Uh, so for Joshua David Atkins, mm-hmm. you would be Dirty Boulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dirty Boulder. Sounds like a big poop. It sounds like a big poop. <laughs> which leads me Dirty to – Dirty Boulder. Which leads me to – Joshua Atkins. Dirty Boulder. Which gave us... I don't like that. Just get ready. This one's worse. Dirty Boulder. Oh, it's worse. <laughs> Aston Python. Ast- <laughs> A-S-S-T-O-N space Python. No, please. I don't want to 
I really want you to be Aston no, Python. I don't want that. <laughs> That's your wrestling name. Okay. No! And then the third one that came up with her, oh, JD Atkins, no. was Andre Hussein. That would be, uh, I'd be okay with that one. Yeah. I that love that at least Python. is normal. Can we, when we put out the episode, can we, because it starts with an A, so you're still an A. Who is Aston, Aston Python? Python? No. <laughs> or like, no, like that's, that's instead of saying our host's Q&A. <laughs> I'm just going to list. I do all this My writing. My name is Aston Python. So it's Aston Python. Oh, we need God. to make a fan page for Aston Python because no. it's happening. Let it die. Um, all right. I'll put in my name for that, okay. that generator. My for real, but sort of a little bit uh, weird. <laughs> if I were a professional wrestler, I, I would push to just have the name Joshua Tree because I think that's clean nice. and interesting. Um, so... This is really bad. I got Grizzly Pontus. <laughs> but when I put in my birth Grizzly name. Grizzly Pontus and Python. Aston Python. Aston Python. I actually like that as a tag team. Aston Python. Grizzly Pontus. Grizzly Python. The Dirty Boulders. <laughs> um, okay, so but I put in my birth name because uh, Adam was not the name I was born with. We just changed it when I was 12. Um, but uh, I'll get into that story at some point on this podcast. You already did. Oh, did I? Yeah. Surprise. We did um, that story. I forget. It's been a <laughs> while. All right. So I put in my birth name, and this one's actually really cool. Bad News Poseidon. Bad News Poseidon. <laughs> it sounds like something that you said. Like, Bad News Poseidon. What? <laughs> they they blew the Bad News moniker on Bad News Barrett. Wade Barrett. Yeah. yeah. You should have. Bad News Poseidon yeah. is way better. Yeah. Bad news, Poseidon. Oh, no. Not again. <laughs> All right. So this one's a quiz. I won't do this for me, but I'll do it for you. All right. All right. Go for it, So you could, replace, you could replace uh, Aston Python with this one. Thank goodness. All right. Uh, pick a tag team partner. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, The Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, or John Cena? Quickly pick a John tag team partner. John Cena. All right, John Cena, moving on. He never loses. What's your finishing move? A powerful slam, a punishing leg or elbow drop, a crippling submission, an acrobatic leap from the top rope? I think I'd have to go with submission because I can't do any of the other things. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, you're out for dinner with your family when a fan interrupts and asks for your autograph. You graciously sign it, tell them to get lost, kindly ask them to leave, ignore them and call the manager. I'll do the autograph, but I won't be nice about it. Um, I'll do the autograph. All right, graciously? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll be nice. What's the best thing about being a pro wrestler? Fame and attention, putting on a show, the physical challenge, it's better than a traditional job, the money. Mm, the show. Yeah. It's all about the show. WWE or UFC? WWE. All right. Come on. Pick a style for your entrance music. Rock, rap, country, pop. Pop. Pap. Pap. I was really hoping you were going to pick country. boop a boop your nemesis is out of the ring talking. Actually, if my entrance music could just be Dirty Pop by NSYNC, that would be really good. <laughs> it's for Dirty Boulder. Dirty Pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your nemesis is out in the ring talking trash. You go out and defend yourself verbally, lay a beat down, ambush them backstage, save it for our upcoming match. Save it for the upcoming match. Cry in your sleep. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite match type? Tag team, Royal Rumble, Hell in a Cell, uh, tables, letters, chairs, or standard? Royal Rumble. Yes. Um, all right. And, uh, what were you a professional wrestling fan as a kid? Are you kidding? I was a huge fan. I watched it on and off. Not really. Yeah, I was. Are you kidding? Um, 
And then the last question, what's the worst part about being a pro wrestler? The injuries, having to stay in shape, the mental stress, <laughs> crazy fans, the weird outfits. <laughs> um, uh, 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 having to stay in shape. Okay. Mm, so here's what we got. Can see that being tiresome. Your wrestling name that might replace Aston Python. Aston Python. Is Captain Charisma. Oh, I love it. I am Captain Charisma. Dirty pop. AKA Aston Python. (laughs) Captain Charisma. Captain Charisma himself. Aston Python. I think it's sticking. I think I've said it so many times that it's starting to grow on you. All right, yeah, Aston Python. Yep. And bad news, Poseidon. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't remember my other one. My my finisher would have to be a chokehold. Yeah, it sure would. Mm-hmm. It sure, but with Python your, lock. But with your butt. With yeah, with with my legs. Yeah, yeah. I'd, like, I'd have to like like bend over so your butt's on their face, yep. but then you're like choking them out with I'd your have legs. To, like grab my own ankles and like yeah, pull them. that would actually be kind of cool. <laughs> I would. All right, Python lock. Cool. Speaking of finishing moves. Mm. It's time for real or fake finishing moves edition. Ooh. So you're gonna tell me if this is a real finishing move or something I made up. Oh, okay, I like it. All right, let's do it. We're gonna start out with the no no slam. The no no slam. No no slam. I'm waving a no finger. No no slam. No no slam. You made it up. I made it up. Yay! I like it though. The no no slam. That's that's, that's Aston Python's other finishing <laughs> move. <laughs> I right like before he locks you in the Python lock, he does this. He waggles, waggles his, his finger, finger at and, like, you, slides around, and then just like falls over on you. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like the no no slam. That would also be a good one for Satan Cruz. Satan Cruz. The no no slam. No no slam. No no. No no. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the punt. Uh, real. Also, um, illegal. I think. Yeah. It was a Randy Orton finisher yeah. uh, that he just didn't have enough control over as so he kept hurting people. Illegal now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Which, which is, it's funny. It's a funny finisher. You just punt somebody in the face. Yeah. All right. Next. The heart punch, spelled H- H-E-A-R-T. Ooh. Heart punch. So not like heart. So not like Bret Hart. Yeah, not like one of the heart family. I just want to make that clear because mm. that could be tricky. Oh, that was me. Oh. Just like a punch in the heart. <laughs> um, uh, I would say... Real? Real. Yeah, heart punch. real. Real dumb, but real. Real dumb. <laughs> Just a punch in the heart. <laughs> Is it A, fake, B, real, or C, real dumb? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next, <sighs> we have the gut-wrench powerbomb. Gut-wrench powerbomb. It's a gut-wrenching powerbomb. A gut-wrenching powerbomb. <laughs> they really cry, and then yeah. they powerbomb them. <laughs> They're sad about it. You show them the end of the notebook, and then <laughs> they you feel, no. They're bomb. they're hurting you, but they feel badly about it. <laughs> it hurts their soul. I'm sorry. They had to do it. You just scream "I'm sorry" as you fly off the top rope. <laughs> Fake. Fake. It's real. Oh no. Yeah, it was uh, Jack Swagger's finisher. Oh, was it? Yeah. Got wrenching power bomb. Was it the one where he like? I don't know. I didn't watch when Jack Swagger was, was in the WWE. He was such a dumb character. Yeah, he still is. We uh, the people. Yeah. Go away. Yep. All right. Next. The double spear. The double spear. The double spear. The double spear. 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 Gum. Yep. Um, it's just they put in the spearmint and then gum. they spear someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't know how you could double a spear unless it was a tag team move, so no, fake. It's fake, uh, but you could just get up and do it again. <laughs> Give me a bell, please. All right! Yeah, 
I guess you could. Roman Reigns occasionally does have to double spear some some people. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Phantasminator. Phantasminator. That's got to be real. It's it's so it's dumb so sounding. It's so dumb sounding. <laughs> it's got to be real. I nailed it with that one. It's oh, fake. Oh, darn it. I should be writing for the WWE. Sounds like a gold dust type movie. Yeah, it really does. That's my, that my inspiration. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. What do we got next? Nap time. Like go to sleep? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> fake. It is fake. Yeah. It was based on the go to sleep. Actually, there's a bunch of wrestling moves that are nap like. Nap time. Shush, 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 shush. Go to sleep has some kick ass to it. Uh, nap nap time. time sounds a little <laughs> less menacing. I'm going to lay down a mat for you. All right. It's nap time. <laughs> All right. Um, stink face. Stink face. Stink face. Like a cross face, but stinky? So Dirty Boulder doing the Dirty cross Boulder face? doing the cross face? Yeah. Uh, real? Yeah. Hey. It's not. Uh, it's way grosser. It was, I think it was like an Umaga or Rikishi Ooh, move yeah. where he would just literally rub his butt on another wrestler's mm. face until they passed out. Mm. Yeah, it was real gross. Gross. I didn't watch at that point. Mm. But yeah, WWE's dumb. Okay. Um. Next, the shaft tap. Straight face. Yeah. No laughing. This is serious. Whatever mm. you brought to it is your own filth. <laughs> My own dirty boulder. Yeah. Uh, uh, fake. Fake. Shaft. Shaft tap, tap is fake. Okay, good. That out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Last one. Thank goodness. The meat hook clothesline. Oh, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. Ryback. Ryback. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's it. Hooray. And that's about an episode. Ooh. Should probably wrap it up. Any, yeah, I think any, so. Any other last thing, thoughts on wrestling? Yes. Watch wrestling because it is fun. It's so dumb. It's it's very dumb, but it's also very, very fun. You will learn to love it. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's... It's a it's just a fun episodic thing like uh, it never it never ends. And mm -hmm. that's that's the beauty of it is it's just I mean, I feel like I get the same thing out of it that a lot of people get out of soap operas. You know, it's just I mean, it is a soap opera, it is. but with like l crazy live with stunts, really great stunts and awesome fight choreography. Yeah. yeah. That is created a lot of times on the spot. Yeah. Uh, there's an amazing video on YouTube uh, where the mics were turned up too hot and you can hear John Cena calling a match with Baron Corbin in the match. And it's unbelievable. Mm. It's unbelievable. Mm. I mean, just the the way in which the, the beautiful dance is choreographed, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, it, it improvised, uh, mostly. Very cool. It's very neat. Um, so, yeah, I, I will say that I was not a wrestling fan. Uh, I watched occasionally when I was a kid, but I wasn't really allowed to watch it, and I wasn't mm -hmm. super into it. And then uh, JD got me to watch a couple of things with him, and then I got him tickets to a live show, yeah. assuming that he would take someone else. And then he brought <laughs> me instead, and then I was I sort of invested, and oh, so then so I started watching more and more, and now I I watch that live so show much is wrestling. awesome. Like I got so fun, such a like just a thrill when Seth and Seth Rollins entrance music hit because he was mm -hmm. a babyface at that point. Yeah. Um. And he came out, and I was like, oh. not gonna lie, I freaked there out when is. Chris Jericho was there. there. Yes, Chris Jericho. I forgot. And we chanted "Sparkle Crotch" at yes. him. Yes, it was oh. so good. This is the dumb joy that is wrestling. You get to chant. <sighs> you just made the list. Yeah, you get to chant "Sparkle Crotch" at a guy whose gimmick was writing people's names on a list. Yeah. And you you loved him for it. Chris Jericho in his last he's his last run legend. with the company so feuded far. over a scarf, over a potted plant, <laughs> over a clipboard. 
Yep. And he, he made it he work. A jacket? Every single one of them. Every <laughs> single one. Made it work every single time. Jericho! He's so talented. I love that man. Yeah, he's real um, good. And also, uh, as my last plea, uh, can we bring the Golden Lovers to WWE? Yeah, please. please. Uh, I love them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's like a they deep released cut. him Nobody. from the WWE. Nobody. Kota Ibushi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Golden Lovers, please. Like, this bring is a deep over. cut. Nobody needs to really know. There's sort of like a implied um, LGBTQ tag team Mm -hmm. in japan right now and they're amazing they put on amazing matches and they don't like make a big deal out of it it's just like consistently hinted at Mm -hmm. um and it's not like a big deal it just simply is they're just probably a couple that happens to be a tag team Mm -hmm. and one of them is a japanese man another one is an american man and it is beautiful Mm -hmm. and i want to watch them in the wwe if the WWE wouldn't ruin them, which it probably would. So, like, maybe let's wait until Vince McMahon retires. Sure. Uh, and let Triple H handle it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I love the Golden Lovers. Anyways. That's a good place to stop. That's a podcast. We did a podcast. We did it. So, sorry for those of you who made it this far. Yeah. Um, we'll be a back. a niche episode. We'll be back with some. some but it's WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. So we please forgive us. Um, we'll be back with some actual guests. Yeah. And some actual themes. Hooray! <laughs> in the near future, we've had some people uh, since we came back for season two express interest in being guests. So Yay. we have we have some some time before I head off to Iowa once more. Nice. So we'll, we'll record a few. It, we'll get it done. And we've got. I mean, we've got a, an easy excuse. We could just record one on the day we're recording the the new podcast. Yeah. Because I'm working on. Well, we're both working on this other podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll be set up in a space, and we might as well just like use it. Cool. All right. Well. That's our time. Uh, please follow us on the social medias. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am at Adam Kudashat. He is. I am at Aston Python. <laughs> please change it. <laughs> oh my God! You have to change your handle to at Aston, or you have to change your name on your uh, handle to, to Aston, Aston Python. Python. Maybe don't, because you use it for school stuff. Yeah. But um, people will be very confused. <laughs> I'll change mine to Aston Python. <laughs> but people will be very confused. very confused for you. They don't care oh, about me. Goodness. So I'll be at Adam Kudashat. He'll be at JD Atkins. He's at a very a pretty good JD Atkins on Instagram. I finally remember that right. it. Um, and uh, you can f- uh, follow us on Facebook. Um, it's the Q and A session comedy podcast because we are a comedy podcast. If you are coming to us for uh, knowledge or opinions, mm-hmm. you are wrong. Mm. So there's some wrong. knowledge and opinions. And uh, so follow us in there. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on uh, SoundCloud or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Uh, we will be back soon. Uh, you can review us on the on the iTunes or wherever you see fit. Uh, we appreciate word of mouth. And if you would like to be a sponsor of the Q&A Session podcast, we are now accepting uh, sponsorships. So uh, feel free to contact us on any of those platforms. Uh, we will see you next time. Do you like that I uh, do? No, because I have to pot th- it down in post. <laughs> I just like that we With have the old microphones, it was impossible. Now I, I it's like, much better. I like that we have playout music. But we actually have playout music. <laughs> But while you're doing like your little pitch thing, it makes it more interesting. Okay. Bye.